The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All-Hit Radio! Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome to the X-Zone, everyone. I am Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I'm your host and your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the X-Zone. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the X-Zone comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern right here on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, and iHeartRadio. If you'd like to send us an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On all social media sites, TV, And to find out about the programming we have available for you 24-7, 365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, visit www.xzbn.net. My guest this hour, Exxon Nation, is Eric Ouellette. He is a full professor in the Department of Defense Studies with the Royal Military College of Canada and the Canadian Forces College. He has a PhD in sociology from York University. He is a full member of the Parapsychological Association, and he is its liaison officer for Canada. He has published a number of articles on topics related to parapsychology and UFOs in popular magazines and academic journals, and in 2015 has published uh, a book entitled Illuminations, The UFO Experience as a Parapsychological Event, with anomalous books. He is continuing his research focusing on the symbolic dimension of the UFO experience. His website is parasociology.blogspot.ca. And Eric Willett, welcome to the Exxon, sir. Thank you. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, thank you, Eric. Uh, just down the QEW from you in uh, Hamilton, Ontario. You're in uh, Toronto. And uh, nice talking to a fellow Ontarian. Oh, likewise. Uh, maybe you can. Uh, maybe we should start out, Eric, by telling our audience what parapsychology is, and and how does parapsychology relate to UFOs? All right. Well, parapsychology is a, uh, a subdiscipline of uh, psychology, mostly uh, that uh, tries to understand um, paranormal phenomena or anomalies, if you prefer. Mm-hmm. And they use a number of words that are people are maybe not uh, familiar with, but are, are quite useful to explain what it is. So they they uh, use two expressions. One is ESP, so extrasensory perceptions, mm-hmm. which covers a whole slew of phenomenon like uh, telepathy, uh, clairvoyance, uh, prophetic dreams, and stuff like that. So it has to do with receiving information that we normally would not get by the our senses. The, uh, another word also useful is um, PK, so for uh, psychokinesis, it, it means mind over matter, our capacity of the mind to affect matter without direct uh, implication of the body. So uh, essentially uh, what we call telekinesis or um, <clears throat> uh, biological unexplainable healing, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff uh, covers PK. And then uh, they have another word that covers both ESP and PK, and they use the word psi, which is uh, from the Greek, to describe uh, what we consider is a a, a normal human ability to affect matter or information through non-normal means. And we have uh, these these powers at various degrees, and 
of um, an impact on our world at various degrees. So that's what parapsychology does. Mm -hmm. um, the link with UFO is, um, is an interesting one because it's a difficult one. Um, already, I would say in the late 1960s, there are some people who clearly saw that in the UFO phenomenon, there are strange paranormal events that tends to mix in. So um, people having uh, premonitions, having a sixth sense that something is going on, but they haven't seen anything. Uh, some people notice uh, objects moving by themselves, uh, uh, either before seeing UFO or right after seeing UFO. So there's a number of things uh, that we notice. Parapsychologists, however, uh, they, uh, they decided to remain very scientific, quote unquote, and uh, we can discuss that if you want. Oh, sure. Um, and they tend to stay away from the UFO scene because, uh, unfortunately, on the UFO scene, there's a lot of people who have, uh, let's say, questionable methods. Mm -hmm. And so they didn't want to be seen as mixing up with them. So I decided, you know what, um, parapsychology has a lot of useful tools and concepts and methods. And I decided to start to apply some of them to the UFO phenomenon. So to understand those paranormal events that surrounds the UFO uh, events. Many people think that UFOs are either spaceships from another world or just a bunch of hoaxes and misunderstandings. Are there other ways to look at the UFO mystery in your eyes? Absolutely. Um, and, and that's uh, in my book mostly. I, I really push hard this idea that... Um, um, the, the proof that there are, um, that, it, that UFOs would be spaceships, uh, is very tenuous, um, and, uh, very problematic. And we've been studying that for almost 70 years now from that angle, and we have really little to show for it. Right. Yet, at the same time, um, people, uh, having experiences, of UFOs continue to to be reported mm -hmm. uh, on an ongoing basis, and they are people who are you know very sincere. There's absolutely no reason to doubt what they're saying. So, and in a number of occasions, there are multiple witnesses uh, and from different locations. So, and, and there's no explanation to those things. So again, then the the people who think that's only hoaxes or, or misunderstanding misunderstanding. Uh, they haven't really been able to explain the more difficult cases. So we're kind of uh, in limbo. But um, one of the, the way to look at it is say, well, maybe these events um, are not fully what we think they are. So we think we see an object. Maybe it's, it's a mundane object. But a mundane object that has some paranormal events or like we caused us to have some uh, premonitions, for instance. Right. Um, or even more, uh, I would say more um, uh, speculative, is that maybe are we, us human on this planet, uh, somehow we use psychokinesis to make things move. Mm -hmm. And uh, that caused us to <clears throat> all kinds of uh, perceptions. And, and, and then, and then uh, it mothball into um, uh, telepathy and, and other, um, you know, psychical or parapsychological phenomena. Right. So, so that's one way to look at it, for sure. Um, many UFO experiencers, uh, Eric, have reported odd and even paranormal aspects to their experiences. What can we make of these? Is this part of the, uh, the psi factor, uh, telekinesis? Uh, where, do, where does this play into your hypothesis? Well, for me, that's actually at the core because a um, uh, number of, of events, um, what the person sees, for instance, in the sky, mm -hmm. there might be other people who mm -hmm. haven't seen it and they were looking in the same direction. Yeah. Um, and then there's that person did not hallucinate. That person is mentally healthy. Yes. Um, but then you, when you start to look into their lives, it seems that there is something uh, that provoked that 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 vision, that perception, or even something more physical. I can give you a specific example if you want. I'd appreciate Actually, that. Yeah. From, from Hamilton, of all places. Wow. Um, there was a uh, a couple. And um, they're a young couple. They moved in in a house. Uh, and there's an area of Hamilton that uh, you have a very nice view of the surrounding areas. So mm -hmm. It's kind of a, near a, a, a huge ravine. Or, um, and um, 
so um, so the, the the wife looks outside and starts to see something with very strange colors, and it was huge. I was covering the the entire area. So she calls her husband. He comes up and sees the same thing. So now we have two witnesses. So we can. It's hard to have two people hallucinating at the same time, and had a good look at that. It, it, it lasted several minutes, um, and then disappeared. Um, so that area where the object, and I, I put quote unquote the object, right. was over a very densely populated area of Hamilton. Mm-hmm. It would be impossible that no one else had seen it, and yet nobody reported anything else. So then you start to think, okay, um, something is going on, and um, so. With further analysis, further discussions, um, one of the things that came up is that um, if we think about UFOs, there's often a uh, the notion of a hidden conspiracy, right? It comes with the story. Sure. So if if we think about it from uh, a parapsychology perspective, our mind uh, uses its own unconscious preoccupations and projects them either as information or affecting physical matter to tell us there's something going on. All right, we're going to have to have a bit of a cliffhanger here, Eric. I have to take my break. Please stand by. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's a great pleasure talking to you. Exonation, Rich, uh, I'm sorry, Eric Ouellette is our special guest. His website is parasociology.blogspot.ca. And we'll both be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand worldwide and more does this sound like tomorrow's television well it is but you can have it today right now it is simul tv simul tv offers what the others only wish they could provide 15 exclusive channels like exxon sci-fi and horror we are worldwide no other provider offers that 500 built-in video games no need to have an extra expensive system we have them included free video on demand live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit 
www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Welcome back, everyone. Eric Willett is our special guest. His website is parasociology.blogspot.ca. We're talking about a UFO sighting in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, a new couple to Hamilton uh, who live near one of the many beautiful uh, ravines that we have here uh, in Hamilton, saw something that they couldn't explain, something that was very, very large. And the kicker in this entire scenario, explanation is that in this very densely populated area of Ontario called Hamilton, these two people were the only people to have seen this object as it was not reported anywhere else. So please continue, Eric. Yes, so uh, like I was saying, then uh, investigating a bit further, mm-hmm. um, I made a discovery that the uh, the couple actually had a problem. Uh, the husband was cheating on her. Ooh. and um, But if you think about it, again, like I was saying, if, if our unconscious is using those uh, parapsychological or paranormal means, mm-hmm to warn us of something, then a UFO is a, is a wonderful symbol because, like I said, it's, it's often linked to conspiracy theory, things that need to be uncovered, a secret that needs to be oh, discovered. Right, yeah. And then in that case, she had to discover that he had an affair on her and maybe unconsciously she's kind of felt it but had no clear uh, indications of that. So it's a very different way to explain the phenomenon but in that case, then what I don't think there was anything physical in the sky, right? But some sort of very serious telepathy happened so that two people, both conscious, see the same thing. So that's the real mystery and the real beauty of that phenomenon here. Very interesting, very interesting. Uh, years ago, um, a good friend of mine, Andrew Crystal, was at a CFRA in Toronto. And we decided to do an experiment. And I went down on the corner of Bloor and Young Street, looked right up in the sky. I didn't say a word. I didn't point. Nothing. I just looked up. A crowd gathered. And within five minutes, people were seeing an object that I was looking at. And I wasn't looking at anything. The power of suggestion. How, how, how does this play into the, the sometimes you know, reporting of UFOs? Well, it's a very good question because one of the uh, the thing that uh, parapsychology is clearly uh, confirming more and more is that it's very important f- for people to have um, or very it plays a key role, I would say, to have belief in the paranormal for real anomalies to occur. And when I say yeah. belief, it's uh, really deep down unconscious belief. Right. Um, so if you, we know people, for instance, they, they don't believe in ghosts and they will, for instance, tell you that you're crazy if you believe in ghosts. Mm-hmm. And yet the slightest prank you do on them, they will they will be completely scared. That's right. Which tells, which tells you that unconsciously they do believe in ghosts. Um, and so um, so the, the, the belief in UFOs as uh, alien spacecraft is actually creating possibilities for people to use their psi or the, their um, parapsychological capacity mm. to create those events, either, either by psychokinesis, so maybe moving certain things, and we can talk about that a little bit more, or by creating some sort of shared telepathy on, on something. And so it plays, uh, it, and that's why it's so difficult to study, because sometimes it is a genuine hallucination, there's nothing there. But in another situation, the, the hallucination will lead to actually something real, if only if it's a shared uh, uh, vision by telepathy. So is it your opinion, based on your expertise, that a lot of what is considered to be paranormal manifestations is basically created by the, our own human psyche? That's correct. That's the, uh, that's the approach I take. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I, I'm contrary to a lot of people in that field. I don't claim to have the truth. I'm just following an hypothesis. Right, right. I try to be rigorous about it. That these paranormal phenomena, not only UFOs, but other ones like ghosts, and, mm-hmm. uh, we are the ones who are actually uh, creating these yes. things. But 
but we're not only creating them in our mind, we actually, at times, giving it a, some sort of a degree of objective reality. Can, do you think that it's possible for us to give birth to a physical or quasi-physical manifestation? I do think so. There is a, uh, on, on the UFO um, file, there's a very excellent book, um, now quite old, but still very good, by Paul Devereux, who studied um, uh, balls of lightning mm -hmm. emerging from the earth. And he, he uh, had an, a close encounter from one of those things. And he started to notice that the, the balls was be, uh, moving according to what he was thinking. And somehow... Ah. Uh, he was able to influence matter. So if we, and that that case is, is, a, is a well uh, explained one. He's only one witness, but I think he's a trustworthy guy. We should just trust what he's saying. Uh, so then we can think that maybe these types of, uh, of uh, psychokinesis with these kind of a very exotic natural phenomena mm -hmm. may play a role also in the UFO um, observations. My, my experience, I've been doing the show now for 28 years, Eric. And I've gone on many ghost hunts. I've done the psychic affairs. I've done the different um, organized exhibitions and so on. And it is irrefutable that those who believe in ghosts, when they go on a ghost, uh, ghost hunt or ghost walk, whatever you want to call it, will have an experience. Well, those who do not will not have the same experience. So this, you know, what you're saying makes perfect sense. Yes, and I would say that um, uh, also the, uh, the the belief, but also the the, the situation in which mm -hmm. people are uh, finding themselves. I had a, one uh, very interesting uh, ghostly experience, um, and uh, I was with a group of ghost hunters, so real believers, mm -hmm. I would say, and I was the only one actually who heard the, um, um, steps in the hallway. Um, but then, if it explained using parapsychology, uh, I was outside, I was cold, and uh, I was just waiting that the uh, the caretaker opens the door of the building so mm -hmm. we can do our investigation. So I was wishing for someone to open the door, to come and open the door. So when I heard the steps, I turned around, I said to the other ones, hey, hey, the caretaker is coming, uh, so get ready. And then they started to laugh and ignore me. So, and then I heard the steps again, and very clearly, so I repeated myself, and I said, no, he's coming, yes, with his car. He's probably here in a few minutes. So and then we did the investigation, and then after that, I talked to the caretaker, and he told me, yeah, the people who heard the ghost, they, heard, uh, they saw someone walking in that hallway where I heard the steps, uh, where the door was. <clears throat> so somehow I would say my, my own desire to get inside the building catched this, uh, the, the, by telepathy, uh, the, the general, um, uh, I would say, uh, ideas or information about the ghost and made me hear things. But if you had the recording machine, probably there would be no recording. Um, so is, these cases are, 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 can become quite complex, but definitely believers uh, will tend to see things that may or may not be anomalous. It really depends. I agree. I agree. In your book, you compare UFO events with poltergeist events. How do you explain that? Uh, this is a little bit more complicated, but um, poltergeists are, uh, parapsychologists prefer to use the, the word uh, RR, uh, um, sorry, RSPK, which <laughs> means uh, recurrent spontaneous psychokinesis, because they prefer to see this as uh, a human beings uh, creating these things rather than a spirit, a ghost, or uh, some sort of devil or whatever. Um, and um, so I use and there's one um, serious parapsychologist from Germany who developed an interesting model to study those poltergeist events. So when we talk about poltergeist, it's things that move by themselves, uh, knocks on the wall, etc. And you notice there is a pattern that is almost always there and the pattern goes as uh, a four step uh, so the first step is a surprise nobody expecting some anything happening and it's a small noise it's, it's, it's something very simple mm -hmm. uh, or subtle um, but then people starts to think about huh is there something ghostly here 
And then the next step is that things start to move a lot more, uh, a lot of more noise, and then people, um, and that the second step is called the displacement, because then people really believe there must be a ghost, a spirit, a devil, something inside the house. Rather than focusing on actually a person uh, that use uh, parapsychological capacities to call for help, because very often in, the, in poltergeist, there's someone who is uh, in, in psychological distress and uh, using the, their, their psychokinesis capacity becomes a way to communicate for help. And then the third step is, is uh, it's called suppression. So usually at that time, uh, the authorities get involved, there's uh, social workers or, or the police or uh, uh, skeptics. Mm -hmm. and, and then they, they, they start to look at the, uh, the situation very, very closely. And that's usually at the time where the phenomenon start to decrease. And when we talk about the importance of belief here, it's, uh, it's they sh they, these people shaken the beliefs of people. And therefore, the phenomenon starts to go down. The last step is, uh, is the decline. So that uh, um, then it's formally declared it was just a hoax uh, or people were just delusional. And we don't want to hear about this ever again, and that's the end of the story. Uh, and if we think about major UFO waves, they tend to follow the same kind of pattern. All right, and Richard. I'm sorry, Eric. Please stand by. My, I've got a good friend. His name is Richard Wallet. That's why I keep on calling you Richard. I apologize for that. Eric, please stand by. We've got to take our break. Exonation. Eric Wallet is our special guest. His website is. Do you have your pens and paper ready? Okay, here it is. Parapsychology parasociology.blogspot.ca that's parasociology.blogspot.ca Eric Willett and I will be back on the other side of this break don't go away from our broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada to the world and beyond you're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network www.xzbn.net The scientist and the mystic have been on an age-old relentless search with one thing in common. They seek truth. Their paths converge in the 40,000-year-old practice of shamanism, an ancient science delving to the quantum level of life, facilitating healing, manifestation, and evolution. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, the founder and director of Path Home Shamanic Arts School, a unique Colorado State-certified occupational school, training shamanic practitioners and teachers. We also provide classes for empowering personal lives through shamanism. Our certification classes are in week-long segments, enabling international participation, and online classes and long-distance shamanic healing sessions are available. Come discover the science of magic in the limitless world of shamanism. www.findyourpathhome.com Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God, 
It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Exonation Eric Willett is my special guest this hour. His website is parasociology.blogspot.ca. How much does the media, television, uh, radio, and the movies play when it comes to those who believe that they are encountering or witnessing a paranormal event? Uh, it, I think it does play a big role. Uh, as we talked about earlier, the... Uh, the belief uh, that paranormal phenomena are caused by something else than us humans mm -hmm. uh, is, is very much uh, reinforced by the media in general. But um, we have to also to be careful that um, sometimes they, they tend to, uh, how can I say, almost create an archetype of a UFO encounter, of a ghostly event that is very different than what uh, actual experiencers have. So it, it can also create a false impression of what is going on uh, at the same time. Interesting. So what is the status of UFO research today, and where is it heading in the future? Uh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a challenging time right now. Um, there used to be a lot of research on, on UFOs. Uh, if we go back uh, to the 1970s and 80s, mm -hmm. uh, there's much less now. Uh, I think the, the, the hasn't been a change of the guard. And the old guard, well, they're getting older. Uh, so most of them are retired or semi-retired. And uh, <clears throat> that's, that's, so that's one challenge of, of the uh, UFO research. Um, even big organizations like MUFON, they are right now in, in a serious crisis, uh, and, and it's very challenging for them. So, uh, so th there's not much research going on. There's some research done, but by some uh, groups of researchers, but they tend to keep their uh, results for themselves. Uh, and, and a few of, uh, will still publish articles in uh, the Journal of um, Scientific Exploration, for instance, uh, and a few others, but the, there's not much going on. Uh, it seems to have um, went, I would say, uh, downhill. Unfortunately, uh, there's a lot of stuff now on the Internet about UFOs, but yes. almost, most of it is of very poor quality and uh, is of very little interest, unfortunately. I, I, I was just going to say, you know, with all the technology available today that was not available in the 70s when UFO uh, sightings, UFO research, in my opinion, and, and I'm glad that you brought it up, was at its peak, there, in my opinion, there should be more results coming forward than there are, and I totally disagree with any UFO organization or any paranormal organization that hoards the data or the information they have in the hopes of scoring that big TV show because it's not going to happen. Absolutely not. Um, and and what, one of the one of the tendency right now is that, as you said, uh, in, for, and technological means now are much easier of access as mm -hmm. in the past. And, and it's becoming more of a matter of entertainment um, and, and not really research because one of the thing and, and the internet might be to blame for that, but one, uh, one, one organization in Belgium, uh, they were telling me that it's the internet that killed them because, mm -hmm. uh, in the past they had their printed journal and they had members who were paying to yeah. get the, the, uh, the journal for, and uh, that was produced uh, on a monthly basis. That money, they were able to to generate some profit, and with that, they were able to pay you know the expenses mm -hmm. of their investigator to do in-depth investigations because we're dealing with essentially uh, testimonies of people, and also you have to meet them, you have to time, you have to take the time away from work to, right. to meet these people. Sometimes you have to stay at the hotel. Well, there's costs associated with that to do a proper, good quality investigation. 
if you have if you expect to get uh, your information for free from the internet well there's nobody who has the money really to do a proper investigation or or very few people do and that's that's uh, one of the factors that drives down the quality uh, of uh, of what we have right now i I say that the internet is the largest septic tank that mankind has ever created because there's more crap in it than anything else. Uh, I agree with you. Unfortunately, it's uh, it's a useful tool for a lot of things, but yes. it, it's also uh, creating a, a monster of, of, of nonsense. Uh, when it comes to the ghost community, they've turned it into a tourist, uh, tourist industry. Oh, absolutely. And uh, if you go to uh, Gettysburg in the United yep. States, uh, that's the most haunted city uh, in, in the United States, if not in the world. But this is a fairly new phenomenon, because if you in the 1960s and 70s, there was not a single ghost in Gettysburg. So, <laughs> yes, it's definitely an entertainment thing. And then you've got the the mecca of ufology, Roswell, when they have this the, their Roswell Festival. To me, that takes away any credibility that it ever had, and I don't give Roswell, the UFO crash in Roswell, any credibility whatsoever in the first place. But to see these people dressed up as aliens and they have this event, that event, a, a, you know, a um, an amusement park ride, no, give it up. Give it up. Yes, and one of the—that's my opinion, of course. Here, but uh, I think the the whole Roswell affair, which kind of uh, monopolized a lot of the uh, ufology of mm -hmm. the 80s and 90s, really uh, killed a lot of the credibility of of the the researchers there because they there was um, they made a lot of a big deal of very little information and and. Uh, yeah. And the, the more recent recent uh, research on, on Roswell shows that probably nothing uh, spectacular happened there, and they have very good facts to support that uh, interpretation. So, it, it, but the big deal they made about this uh, really uh, killed the, the interpretation of people who were doing serious research mm -hmm. simply by association. You work for the military. Does it influence your research on UFOs in any way? Uh, no, uh, maybe people are uh, are used to uh, to hear about conspiracy and the military yeah. and UFOs. Uh, there is absolutely no conspiracy, at least in Canada. I've seen nothing, um, and my research is well known. I mean, I don't hide it. And uh, when I have to, uh, every year I have to, for my annual evaluation. You know, all my all my publications about UFOs are listed there. So mm -hmm. there's nothing hidden. And I never had a problem. Actually, it's uh, for most people it causes indifference. There is not a, um, not against, not for. It's just indifferent. What do you make of uh, former Defense Minister Paul Hellyer and him now coming out with all his tales of ufology? And um, you know, because when he was Minister of Defense and Deputy Prime Minister of Canada. Um, there seems to be a total change. Uh, I had the opportunity of interviewing him at length uh, a couple of years ago. And I asked him point blank, I said, was there ever a time when a UFO report crossed your desk as the Minister of Defense for Canada? And he said, never. Yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate because, um, uh, I mean, he's a, he's a nice gentleman. I he met is. him as well. He came to my college a few times to uh, to give lectures. Uh, a number of years ago when he was a bit younger. Mm -hmm. And uh, the thing is that the, the only thing that really uh, increases his, his, uh, his, um, his uh, value for the, the UFO crowd is that he was Minister of Defense, but he never seen anything nope. on one hand. And on the other hand, his interest for UFOs came up with uh, reading the, a book that's been very denounced by ufologists ever since, uh, on the Roswell affair, and um, so that, wasn't that the one by John Keel? No, that's the um, the one. Um, he has an Italian name. His name is, is escaping my mind right now. Okay, um, but it was it was uh, pushing the Roswell event to 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 the max. So take talking about fiber optics, they discovered that in the wreckage, yeah, and yeah. that's how it was invented. But if you, if you know the history of that technology, the, you don't need UFOs to have that technology. 
So um, it's a very unfortunate thing. Uh, yeah. But he's entitled to his beliefs. Uh, but the fact that he was a minister of defense uh, doesn't make his beliefs more valuable than other beliefs. Uh, not to people. not to you and I, because we look at things very rationally. But to those who want to believe that there is a government conspiracy, that the truth is being suppressed by the powers to be, when you have the former minister of defense coming forward talking about UFOs, this gives you credibility. Well, it does, but yeah. uh, then uh, I mean, if 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 people are looking for uh, or are interested in UFOs, mostly mm-hmm. from an entertainment perspective, then I guess it's fine. But for those who have an interest to go beyond the, the surface, uh, the, the, our dear minister, former minister of defense, does not have much to say in the end. You're very polite the way you put that, and I respect that. <laughs> Exo Nation, Eric Wallet is my very special guest. And uh, just a little bit before about Eric before we take our final break here. He is a full professor in the Department of Defense Studies with the Royal Military College of Canada and the Canadian Forces College. He has a PhD in sociology from York University. He is a full member of the Parapsychological Association and he is its liaison officer for Canada. He has published a number of articles on topics related to parapsychology and UFOs in popular magazines and academic journals, and in 2015 has published a book entitled Illuminations, The UFO Experience as Parapsychological Event, and it's published by uh, Anomalist Books. He is continuing his research, focusing on the symbolic dimension of the UFO experience. And Eric and I will be back on the other side of this break as we wrap up this hour here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't forget, you can always go to the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn, to find out what other shows we have available for you 24-7, 365. I'm Rob McConnell. Don't go away. heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is TV. TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, sci-fi and horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Exposé Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love my novel, From Out of the Woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings. Slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, the house fights back. 
former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. The apparitions come to him when he touches old books, reads hidden letters, rummages through old boxes, finds a locket or reads a discovered manuscript of a murder mystery. From out of the woodwork will take you from 1899 to the horror of the World Trade Center, September 11, 2001. Check out From Out of the Woodwork on my website, www.williamspeckham.com. Exonation, my guest this hour is Eric Ouellette. His uh, website is parasociology.blogspot.ca. And first of all, Eric, thank you so much for coming on the show. You have an open invitation to come back anytime. It's nice talking to you, uh, a fellow Ontarian. And the next time I have a cup of Tim Hortons coffee, I'll think of you. Oh, it's my pleasure, and I look forward for meeting again. Uh, we, we've been talking about UFOs. We've been talking about ghosts. Um, you know, people talk about conspiracy theories and when it comes to UFOs as well. Where do you see UFO research in the future? And what should we expect from the research that is found? Well, right now, uh, I would say that there, uh, there is a, uh, uh, an emerging movement of people looking for other explanations. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of books that came out uh, recently. Uh, one's called Reframing the UFO Debate, uh, a multi-author book. Um, and uh, so, so I think there is, uh, for those who are interested to study the phenomenon seriously, they're, they're very fed up uh, with the, uh, the, the extraterrestrial hypothesis, uh, the hardliners, and mm-hmm. we have that approach, and fed up with the, the naysayers who say there's nothing happening. Um, so, so there is an emergent movement that I think is promising, and there's all kinds of different approaches. Uh, I'm in touch with uh, a gentleman who has a biological explanation for UFOs. He thinks that uh, it's it's actually some sort of a parasite from planet Earth uh, that cause these kinds of hallucinations. Mm. Uh, I don't agree with him, but I certainly encourage him to push forward with this different explanation that we haven't heard before. And and that's, that's probably the, the good thing that's going on right now is that those who are interested in, in uh, renewing the study of UFOs, uh, they're not, um, they're not uh, um, pu- uh, rejecting everybody else, but their own opinion. No, they're open to opening the field as much as we can with different approaches, different hypotheses, and uh, encouraging people to follow those those paths, even though we may not agree or, uh, on, on, uh, on these things. So there's, I think it's, it's promising, but it's, um, it's only emerging right now. It seems that the UFO phenomena and its associated uh, subjects change over time. For example, going back to the 70s, there were the alien abductions. You had the Betty and Barney Hill story. You had Travis Walton, Fire in the Sky. You had the Men in Black. You had cattle mutilations. You don't hear about these anymore. That is correct. And um, again, if we go back to the notion of... uh, the importance of beliefs mm-hmm. to create uh, parapsychological events or paranormal events, if you prefer, uh, that explains actually, or at least it provides an explanation that some certain things are seen as believable at one point, and this seems to occur. And then with time, the interest for these things goes down, and, and therefore the beliefs on those things goes down, and then we don't see as much of those things. So there is, a, I would say, a little bit of a symbiotic relationship mm-hmm. between the belief and, and what's going on because the more the more we claim that we see things and the more we believe and then therefore more chances as a true anomaly occurring but the content of those anomaly is uh, um, I would say open to fashions and, and open to how we think in a particular time in the past uh, they saw airships and then they saw ghost planes and then they saw ghost rockets um, but the, so the content of the, the anomaly may, is based on what we think, what we see, what we believe, but there are always anomalies uh, occurring. What is it called when somebody sees something, but they don't get the entire picture, and your brain kind of fills in the blanks? Oh, we do that all the time. <laughs> uh, even driving on the road at right. night, when you don't see uh, the road, 
your brain connects the dots because where are you we are used that the roads are all made the same way so we connect the dots but we we haven't seen properly the road so that's a very simple example so our brain is doing that all the time and so when you face something that is truly anomalous then the brain has to fill the blanks a lot more and that's where these uh, th this image we have. Like, so we see we saw the image of the gray aliens. So our our brain might actually use that very common image to plug the hole, fill the blank, um, but not necessarily. It's because we each each uh, each experience is so unique that um, those those um, those images that mm -hmm. are crafted by the media. We rely on them somewhat, but we have a, a lot of our own images inside of ourselves, each of us, and we use them as well. The uh, the men in black scenario, cattle mutilations, alien abductions, you know, are just some of the many topics that have come and gone. Then when they go, new ones pop up. Crop circles. What is your opinion on crop circles? Crop circles, I think um, the, 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 the first ones that were um, reported, I mean, uh, linked to UFOs. So people saw st something strange in the sky and then mm -hmm. they, they see something going on on, on the ground. Uh, I, there might have been a, an anomaly linked to that. But it became, uh, for all kinds of reasons, uh, an entertainment uh, and uh, I would say almost all crop circles now are, are made by humans. Right. And I would say that some part of Britain's actually is becoming a big uh, tourist industry. Yep. And they they really rely on on those oaksters to keep uh, the tourists flowing there. So um, I, I would say that's one of those phenomenon that uh, de degenerated. Uh, there's another example of that. If you think about uh, the late 19th century, the 1800s, where they were doing seance and talking to um, to the spirits of the departed. Right. Um, this eventually evolved into the Ouija board, right? And that's all we have left now. So it's a kind of a, a very reduced version of what the was what, what used to be a very elaborate uh, set of experiment done by by people. So these things tend to I, I use the word degenerate not in a negative sense, just that they lose their the key elements that they were um, presence at the, or originally. So another example, in my opinion, would be the Loch Ness monster. Yes, um, the the, um, the the Loch Ness monster is an interesting one because he comes and goes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, after a few decades, uh, but that's another case of um, the, the people who saw the, the something reported something, uh, and there's other people who didn't see it. Uh, there's a few of those observations that mm -hmm. recalls reminds me very much the story I, uh, I told you about the couple in Hamilton. Yes. That's that. Uh, People use um, images and concepts and notions and their unconscious trying to project these things into something. And uh, I think the Loch Ness is very much in that category of uh, events. Uh, tell us about your book and where our listeners can buy it. Yes, uh, well, the book is, uh, is, uh, has a... An introduction that explains what uh, parapsychology is, uh, the state of, of uh, UFO research, and I explain my hypothesis in, in greater details. And then the second section, um, I use uh, three uh, case studies. Uh, so the UFO wave of 1952 over Washington, D.C., mm -hmm. the uh, Belgian uh, UFO wave of 1989-1990, and the last one is the Red Sham Forests. Um, I also use the same uh, poltergeist uh, model to explain what happened there, or at least to provide a different perspective. And then the last part is, uh, I admit, a lot more speculative, but I'm using uh, a mixture of sociological concepts, so larger society mm -hmm. challenges, dynamics, and try to explain why certain UFO uh, events have occurred. And um, so I focus on... Uh, the UFO wave that was in Canada in 1966-1967, which was a very diffuse wave, was not as intense as the other ones. Um, and then I look at the Barney uh, and Betty Hill case, again, from a, a parapsychology perspective. 
And the last one is is just try to see if uh, social events uh, like the rise of feminism, uh, the rise of liberal society, if uh, it actually influenced the content of uh, paranormal events as it relates to UFOs. Fascinating topics. Um, we had uh, Colonel Holt on from the Randlesham Forest, and there seems to be dissension now between the officers who did the original reporting, that they are at odds with each other because members who put their names on the reports and who are known throughout the media for being part of Randlesham Forest are changing their story now. Well, the story has changed many times, and that's the problem. Uh, in my book, I really focus on the very first report. Mm -hmm. uh, anything that else was produced afterward, whether there are comments or the books, I, I, I ignored because uh, the story has evolved way too much. Uh, but if we look at the very, uh, the very, the, the two key reports that were uh, written um, uh, right away after the events. Um, we can see again that the, the poltergeist dynamics playing. It's the if you look at the characters who, when, uh, and what they saw. Um, uh, and again, uh, they one of the interesting cases that they heard um, animals screaming uh, at the farm that was not too far. Um, but yet, and the several soldiers heard that, and yet. There's no animals in that farm. It was it was verified by the police the next day. There's no animals. It was uh, the the barn was abandoned, uh, or, or left without any use. So it, that tells me there was probably something yeah. paranormal that happened uh, that happened there. Um, but then some of the people make it made it a, a very big deal that was probably not such a big deal. Eric, I want to thank you once again. Please take care of yourself, and I look forward to the next time you join us back here in the Exxon. Until then. You know, ExoNation, visit this gentleman's uh, blogspot, parasociology.blogspot.ca. We'll be back after this break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Are you or is someone you know struggling with addictions, depression, anxiety, relationships, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, grief, success, and prosperity? Do you know that your subconscious belief plays a big role in the outcome of your hard work? We can help you permanently change the beliefs that may be the reason for your struggles and failures. We care about getting you the return on your investment and the results you are looking for. We can help you be free of the limitations of your past and in realizing your highest potential. We work with people by phone and Skype. For more information, visit us at www.ritasoman.com. That's www.ritasoman.com. Do you think you have energy problems in your home? Do you feel better when you're away than when you're home? 
Joey Korn is a global leader in the world of dowsing who specializes in personal energy clearing and space clearing. He can help you create an ideal energy environment in your home no matter where you live in the world. Learn about his remote spiritual house cleaning services and much more at www.dowsers.com. You can get Joey's book, Dowsing, A Path to Enlightenment, as well as other dowsing books and tools, Kabbalah books, and Walter Russell books. Joey's work is really amazing. Go to dowsers.com right now. That's D-O-W-S-E-R-S dot com or call 1-877-DOWSING. That's 1-877-369-7464.